After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Get a home run with your friends and family. Take them on a train. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has, as always. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. I got you with that one. I saw a, a hearty chortle coming from you. I, what is that for? That's for Amtrak Cascades. Oh, my God. That's how the commercial begins. They air that all the time during a... Mariners games and it always begins just like hit a home run with your friends and family take them on a train that's not where I thought that sentence was going all right hey we have a special guest uh, here in the studio today remember we never have guests we only have special guests that's right here's why we have a special guest today uh, he sent us a text message the other day asking us if we'd seen a certain candy commercial and I was like I did see it and I don't like it and he's like I know and I don't get it and I said well then let's talk about it on the podcast brah and here we are, and the bra in question is none other than Nick the Brick Allers. You know him from the Grapes of Rad podcast and other such things. Hey, Nick. Hi. Thanks are they for still calling me. you Nick the Brick? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, from your yeah. old boxing days, <laughs> I believe. Right. Thanks for doing it. Um, of so course. Thank you. Today's show is all based on that text message that we had. Yeah, and you made it sound, I mean, to the outside listener, probably sounded like I was fishing for an invite back on the show. <laughs> you did. And I was. <laughs> Thirsty. Uh, no, I thought it would be a good excuse to do um, a whole uh, a whole show based on commercials that we just don't get, or at least didn't get at first, and then eventually we kind of get the joke. And the thing is, it's not all jokes. Sometimes no. it's just like I just don't get yeah, what's going life's on. Life's not all jokes, Andrew. No, it's not. As For me, as my approach, not to spoil anything, mm-hmm. it's more like uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Like this. This doesn't sell me on the candy bar, right? In one example, so in, in some, in some, yeah, we get into a little bit of cheese and G's territory here, I think. But generally, the theme is commercials that just don't make sense to us. And of course, after we do that, we will check in with you guys, um, the uh, the ad council. By the way, after you hear today's episode, if you're thinking I have a commercial I just don't get, I don't know why you talk like that. <laughs> I have a commercial I just don't get. Send it to us after these messages show at gmail.com. We'll keep an eye out for your emails. In the meantime, let's get into this I don't get it segment. Hey, what you trying to say to me? Whatever it is, just let it out. I don't actually know much about this song except I just that know part. from Arrested Development. Yeah, that part. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Did Arrested Development use this because it was already famous, or is this only known because of Arrested Development to you guys? To me, it's that's the only reference point that I have. Yeah, okay, it me jumped too. immediately to my head. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Okay, good. I didn't know there was more to the song beyond that yeah, one. Yeah, no. Bow, bow. Yep, it's actually it's all about like... It's actually a song about people getting along or something like uh, that, which is not... Yeah. I'm not into that shit. Uh, anyway, so the commercial that started this all, the um, the commercial zero, as we say, was the thing you texted me about, Nick, um, and it was for this Skippy PB Bites. Right. Which, first of all, I don't. I guess it's a new product, yeah. right? This no matter how they approach the commercial, I was not interested in eating. These. <laughs> yeah, they don't I'm look with good. you. Um, and the thing is, I this commercial kind of. I don't know if it's a matter of me not getting it, but it definitely stuck in my craw. I knew well, exactly me too, the one you were but talking only about. because 
It's on uh, Hulu's commercial rotation constantly. Oh, and you're a big Hulu man. Well, listen, Seinfeld's not going to watch it, so. No, it, no, it's not. Actually, I think they actually do have some sort of a <laughs> app now where Seinfeld can't watch itself. Um, so for those of you who have not seen this commercial, a kid comes home from school to an empty house. I'm going to say he's like 12 years old. Did I say he comes home? To school? No, he comes home from school, presumably, to an empty house. And he says he's so hungry he could eat a horse. And then suddenly... That old adage. Yeah, not unlike a, a Skittles commercial. Uh, suddenly there's a horse in his living room staring him down. And then the horse pushes some of these uh, Skippy PB bites. So it's like a snack. It's like these little peanut butter balls in a container yeah there's no chocolate as far as i can tell no appeal and but also if you're introducing a new product i feel like you could do a little bit more to talk about what's in this snack so i'll, I'll play the sound of this i'm home i'm so hungry i could eat a horse the horse just stares at him forever and he slides the snack over kid eats one mm. Mm. Horse walks away. These are really good. New Skippy PB Bites, now in the peanut butter aisle. It does look like at the end, they kind of yeah, they guess. show you a little bit what the product is. It's some sort of cookie-like substance that's rolled in peanut butter. Is that what you got from that? Yeah, it does look like almost like a... Um, a Whopper? Yes. But peanut butter flavor. Like, what do you... Is it malt? Mm-hmm. Maybe malt it's malt in the yeah, middle. Right, yeah, I wish they would in. tell you a little bit more about the flavors. It looks... They don't look appealing, just from a purely aesthetic judgment like it doesn't look like a, a snack i would enjoy and i mean i'm not picky about snacks i mean if we're gonna just do snack talk here yeah let's talk about yeah, that i don't like, i don't like the fact that it looks like the peanut butter is on the outside and the dry stuff is on the inside i immediately think that my fingers are going to be gross yeah you're going to roll up paper them. towels with this right treat. yes i'd rather have the dry on the outside than you bite into it and there's Sticky goodness on the inside. So, Nick, yeah. let the humiliation begin. Why was that a was that a phrase that you weren't familiar with? No, no, that's not even my excuse. <laughs> so this this whole initial text that got this ball rolling weirdly. This peanut butter ball. I had seen this commercial pr- roughly forty times in the past two weeks before I was even, and then I it just never clicked with me. The joke is very much there. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. The horse does not want to be eaten. Right. Passes the jiffy bites, but. uh I didn't get. I, I was complaining about. I thought that the whole joke in my head was that there was just cut to a horse, and that was the joke itself. So I was like, "Oh, this is a hot take on this." I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna text Andrew and Genevieve. And as I sent the text, I was like, "Oh, the joke does make sense." And then I was humiliated that I couldn't. Yeah, because I text you back. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really like it either." I guess it's just like the horse doesn't want to be eaten, and you're just like, "I just got that." <laughs> delete this thread. Delete this thread. It was very embarrassing. Um, but- I mean, there's very much a through line. There's a punchline. It's not a bad commercial now that I get it. Here's my problem with it, though. I mean, and I think good. also, maybe I'm just looking for excuses for you, but I think that we do live in an age where, and like Skittles is very responsible for this to a degree, Starbucks, or I'm sorry, um, Starburst. Starburst to a degree as well, where commercials have gotten so bizarre and unattached from reality mm-hmm. 
Um, and some companies have kind of made that their thing, but now, now everybody's do. trying to do it. Yeah. And so therefore you I mean, see a weird commercial like this. The second I saw this, it just seemed like a Skittles ripoff to me. It doesn't matter if the horse, if it actually kind of pays off, it's clearly a Skittles ripoff and people are just trying to be weird. So if, if you saw that a million times and it didn't make sense to you, it's because you're just ready for commercials not to make sense anymore. How does it compare to Skittles? The only one I can think of of their recent campaigns is that very, I don't know how this didn't make my list for today, actually. The girl that has acne, but it's skittles yeah and- classic yeah that's the one where she's she's standing behind the bleachers with billy and billy's got skittles pox and she takes oh, one right. and eats it and she, then she gets it yeah i think that that one is sort of iconic and it stands i think it is they keep playing it because it's so iconic and it does a it's the best of that kind of thing where it is it i don't get it i don't get it at all yeah but that but it's explicitly you're not supposed to be getting it it's just supposed to feel weird and a little bit skittles likes to play in this area that's like right on the edge of gross there's one we talked about last week i'm gonna play it for nick i just want to get his reaction so bad i I don't even i doubt they put this on television it's so gross um but it's kind of from others who's it for then I think it's they show up on the Adult Swim block, or yeah. I mean, I think it's really to get people talking. Yeah, like like us. I think a lot of people. I I would guess a lot of advertisers today are just trying to get on this podcast. Yeah, I think that's so. They're oh look, they pulled it down. Oh, Oh, controversial. So I will I will describe it for you since we can't look at it. It's uh, you see an 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 older woman. uh, I think it's the woman who plays uh, Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny. Mm. And she's it's close up on her face and she's eating Skittles. And then we pan over to her adult son sitting next to her on the couch. Oh, did you find it? I'm going to see if it, I found it in an article. Let's see if it's been oh, taken yeah. down or not. Looks like it's still up. OK, here, I'll just play it. Now, we talked about this last week, so I'll just play it for Nick to get his reaction. Lemon. Uh-huh. Orange. Uh-huh. Oh, mother. I love eating Skittles every time you eat Skittles. I love you eating Skittles every time I eat Skittles. (laughs) (sighs) I miss Dad. Cut the (laughs) rainbow! What? The payoff is kind of funny at the end. But yeah, is that... So, uh, for those who are maybe tuning in for the very first time, what happens in that commercial is uh, they are attached by the umbilical cord, even though the, the sun is... 30 years old or something and it's literally visceral i mean it's it it is it looks very organic it's not played it's not designed at all in like a jokey way it's not like a rainbow colored no it just looks like a real it's coming out from between her legs and it's going right into his belly button for that's i think it's for it's just writing on a wave of absurdity i get that Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make me want skittles no it certainly doesn't and I, I do think it's new because people are saying that it was connected to Mother's Day. Like, right? look, it got a whole ad. It got a whole article in whatever publication yeah, this is. It, yeah. it, it totally did what it was supposed to do, which was generate viral yeah, attention. Yeah, earn, earn media. Um, so, but here's the deal with that, and we should just move on. But I feel like Skittles early on said, we're going to be bonkers. We're going to be batshit, and that's going to be our thing. Old Spice did it as yeah. well. Yeah. And for a couple of brands to make that their thing, that's one thing. But then I feel like now you have these PB Bites commercials coming in, and they're just trying to kind of do that. But I don't know. It's just not their space. Do something new. Especially because the like buying Skittles is a like a it's a I think for most people it's a kind of a impulse buy at the register. And I think just having brand awareness is good for that. But PB Bites is the kind of thing that your mom buys 
when she's like putting food in the pantry for when you come home from school. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's like the the scenario they're going for there. So I think it's a little bit weird that that ad isn't targeting the grocery buyers. I guess it's like the kid says, "Mom, I want these," but. I think that their market is really the parents who buy the groceries, so it's a little bit off. Okay, let's move on to talk about a commercial that was driving me crazy. And Viz, I even showed it to you. Now, unfortunately, this is only shown, I think, during Mariners games. So maybe so a lot I've of you never have. Seen had, it. Yeah, yeah, so you definitely haven't seen it. And if you live outside this market, you haven't seen it. But what I was excited about was this commercial just made no sense to me. It was bonkers. It kind of was driving me crazy. And then it turns out one of our listeners had the same exact experience I had with this commercial and solved the riddle for me oh. so the commercial let me start from the beginning and nick i'll play this for you right. um but there, this isn't going to translate well visually so let me just tell you what happens there is um this local distillery called heritage distilling and they have this bourbon that they're pushing really hard on the radio and tv side of mariners games it's called brown sugar bourbon mm-hmm. right so it's kind of a sweeter sweeter whiskey and this tv commercial shows a bottle of brown sugar bourbon, BSB, just kind of sitting on a fence post. And then they show a road. And they show a hot rod car driving down the road. The camera follows the car. Then you see Mount Rainier in the background. And the car drives off to the distance. And then you just see another shot of the bottle of BSB. And it says, Heritage Distillery, brown sugar bourbon. And that's That's it. it. That's it. It's just a bottle of whiskey, Mm -hmm. a car driving fast, and a bottle of whiskey. Uh Don't forget Mount Rainier. And Mount Rainier. And I'm thinking, first of all, why are you connecting drinking and driving? That doesn't make (laughs) any sense. Didn't even think of that. Even putting that aside, it's just weird and bizarre. And the pacing is strange. I'm going to play it because I actually think the audio of this is also kind of notable. Okay. drives away into the distance. BSB, brown sugar bourbon. Wait for the shot of the... Then there's the bottle. Outside on a fence post, you can see Mount Rainier in the background again. Here's what... It's to the point, but what's the point? (laughs) Yeah, well put. Uh, So here's what Michael wrote. Wow! I'm watching the (laughs) Mariners... First of all, I love Michael for coming in hot. Wow! I'm watching the Mariners game, and I just saw a commercial for BSB bourbon. The video part was basically just a muscle car, probably a Dodge Challenger, but if I had, but I had my glasses off. It's driving down the scenic road towards Mount Rainier, sounding all muscle car-y. Uh What rocket scientist thought intellectually conflating drinking and intentionally? Dri- oh, I'm sorry, intentionally conflating drinking and driving high performance cars was a good idea. And they are an official Mariner sponsor, so you would have to think an extra set of eyeballs would have. Uh, I, I, I lost the thread on this, but anyway, he's surprised that it got through all the. Uh, editors. Um, then Michael comes back later and he updates his post and wow. he says, Wow! No, he didn't say wow this time. Turns out this is an homage to a classic old Rainier commercial that used to air during Mariners games way back in the day. And since I did not grow up around here, I didn't know this was a nod. And now I actually think it's kind of a brilliant nod. I'm going to play for you. The, have either one of you? No. Well, you haven't even seen it. And have you followed this link? So here's the, um, here's the old classic Rainier commercial. 
Do we know how old? What year this is from? Uh, let me see if the, it's looks in like the, the description 80s. here. I want to say, yeah, it definitely, it definitely feels looks like, like the seven <laughs> late seventies or early eighties, and it's basically the same thing. Only it's a motorcycle. Okay. And there is one other small difference. Exactly like only the guys on a motorcycle instead of a hot rod car, and it definitely seems a little bit more of a. Uh, and they and they reference it with the Rainier. Yeah, now you have a bunch of people, the, like guys going Rainier beer. So I want to go back to the brown sugar bourbon one. Is there even a hint of that? Listening back to the car, because no. I think there might be. Really? Really? It does sort of sound like a. See here, let's go back. You oh. can hear somebody's voice is saying, are they saying BSB? Take a listen. BSB, for They sure. are saying BSB. For sure. Oh my God, that's it's, subtle though. Yeah, it's not. Did it's, you hear it, Veeves? I'm going to play it one more time. Silence, please. I, I, <laughs> I actually have a gavel. Quiet on set. Quiet on set. Where's my order in the court? Okay, take take a listen. Okay. I watched that commercial a million times. I never heard the BSB no, because I didn't know the reference. It's not it as clear. apparent. Yeah, now like it, the Rainier one, it was much more distinct that that's what was going on. Yes, I feel like to make that joke, they should have made it a little bit more clear to the ear. I guess to someone, I mean, you and I are at a disadvantage here, Andrew, because we're not locals. We didn't mm-hmm. grow up here. But that's... We're I wouldn't not, say disadvantage. We're not the only... We are... There are many, many people in this town who did not grow up here. And I kind of wonder, like, are they reaching... Not I don't want to say alienating, because it's not a particularly alienating commercial, but, like, it feels lost on a huge percentage of their market. Because honestly, the kind of people who like like you know uh, boutique craft liquors, m- many of them didn't grow up here. I disagree with you on this. I think now that I get the joke, I think it's brilliant, and here's why: um, they can appeal to a broader audience and other ads. This is an ad specifically made for Mariners baseball games, and they're a sponsor of the Mariners, and I think that this is like, I don't know if dog whistle is the right word, but... It's a subtle tip of the cap. Yeah, and baseball fans, there's... Baseball is all about kind of tradition and nostalgia. I think nostalgia yeah. and and so I think to the hardcore Mariners fans who saw this and it reminds them of watching baseball games as a kid it's like you if you don't get it it's just kind of weird and it's right. over in a second but if you do get it it's it feels like a secret nod it's a secret nod and I, I maybe this is because like I did not grow up here but I'm almost jealous of that like I, I'm really jealous of my friends who did grow up in this area you grew up in this area Nick yeah and the fact that there are when I hear about these cultural touch points for people who grew up in this area that I missed out on I always feel a pang of jealousy because I do think there's something kind of special especially 
Seattle in the 80s was so much different than Seattle now, right? Yeah. It was not an international city. It, it felt like, you know, it was much more provincial. Alaska South, yeah. you know, and all of that. And so the fact that you have these hardcore baseball fans and you get this little nod to the past and of a, of a completely different era, I think it's kind of cool and, and neat. I you think know it's, what? I, you know what? I think it's cool and neat. You've talked me into it. <laughs> all I, right. I really, even after hearing it there, I'm... I feel my brain feels weird right now because I <laughs> mine too <laughs> because I I've seen that commercial fifty times at least and yeah. I've never heard the BSB and now I can't unhear. I it. know, isn't it crazy? It, now it seems really obvious to me. So we're calling it a chi. I just wanted to use my gavel again, oh, and that's God. not that's not what we use for cheese and cheese. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm out of order. <laughs> Hey, at least I'm not playing the doctor song. Yes, and don't. All right. I've babbled too much about some of mine. Uh, Nick, I think we should move on to uh, one of yours. Uh-huh. Uh, the Charmin? I don't, I, we have not talked about this at all. Walk me through this. Uh, are you not familiar with the Charmin Bears world? We they, are, I think they've been going for a few years yeah. now. Yes, it's their cartoon bears. Um, that only talk about their assholes. That just talk about their assholes non Like openly yeah. as a family. Absolutely. Seriously. I understand that you've got 30 seconds for this ad. It has to be a... <laughs> you know, they're the bear family that talks about their assholes. Constantly. And why aren't they shitting in the woods? That's the only thing yeah, we know that, about bears. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. But they're a residential family. They have a house. Yeah. Very suburban. And they're always stressed out about not having enough toilet paper, not having enough absorbency with their toilet paper. Right. And it almost it's becomes a... menacing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this one, Hotel Terror. Okay. This is the one that's running on Hulu ad nauseum right now. Uh, let's just watch the whole the whole uh, commercial. By the way, tell how the have story. we not done a show called Ad Nauseum? <laughs> oh, my oh my god, god you're right. I'm coming back for that. Can one. we change the name of the show? Well, we need to, <laughs> that one needs to be about gross commercials, which we have done. Yeah, but I, uh-huh. now I'm so mad that we didn't name it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ad Nauseum. I don't want to spoil the story. It's all right there in this 30 seconds. Can we watch it? Yeah, and so it'll it'll be explained so the listeners will be able to follow yeah. along. Uh-huh. Um, I will just mention it looks like they are in a, in a hotel room. Yeah. Right? They're kind of on vacation as a mm-hmm. family. Okay. Before we hit the beach, I got to hit the loo. Immediately. Okay. Uh, we can't stay here. So the father goes into the restroom. Like beelines it for the shitter the second they right. get there. Which I'm not going to throw any stones there. <laughs> like As I get older, I'm beelining it for the fine, bathroom fine. a little bit more. Within seconds, he's out of the bathroom, and that's where he's exclaiming that he, they can't stay there. Uh, we can't stay here. Why? Terrible toilet paper. I'll never get clean. You'll never oh, get clean. Way ahead of you, big daddy. <laughs> okay. Okay. She says, way ahead of you, big daddy. And His wife, who calls him big daddy, which right. is gross enough in itself. There's already a lot of things to contemplate in this commercial. But she packed it. Like, if you look, Aaron pointed this out. We were making fun of this commercial together. She, co-host of Grapes and Red. She packed the Charmin. Yeah, that whole bag was for this super soft yeah. 12-packer. She whatever. pulls out a 12-pack of toilet paper. It's she clearly it the coming. only thing that was in the suitcase. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, why a 12-pack? Now, that is, even as a guy who I said, I, I've beelined it for some bathrooms before, I don't need a 12-pack of toilet paper for one no, and if you But got your one... asshole isn't covered in fur, I'm happy to report. <laughs> so, what is wrong with this? It's terrible. It doesn't have a mm-hmm. pattern or uh, moisture packets. They call it something gross in another commercial. But it's one ply. You deal with what you got. Right, right. You Swan mean the, the stuff in the the? You mean the, you deal the with stuff that's right. driving him from the hotel if they can't right, find right, an right. immediate solution. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely a twelve pack. Sorry, my pause was I was just looking. I was like, is that possibly a sixteen pack? It's not. It does raise the question of, um, you know, is is did she forego packing any clothes? Yeah. Like, is she only carrying around this toilet paper? Like, if, if this is the first family vacation, the kids are clearly almost teens at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a family that travels with toilet paper, you know that you're a family that travels. With you toilet know, paper. yeah, we happen to be a family that travels with bourbon. <laughs> Brown sugar bourbon, usually. Um, okay, Nick, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. I don't feel like you don't get this. I feel like you don't like this. Uh, no, I think I don't get it. I don't get why this has been a successful campaign for years now, mm-hmm. I think. Well, my uh, one of our ad counselors, Julia. Uh, they are. I'm sorry. Oh, she she had. Con- they had somebody. There, there was a discussion about, I think, a different one of these Charmin Bears. Uh, commercials on our Facebook group page and Julia commented they've strayed so far from the original point can we just drop the bears now so I think uh, you're not alone well what was the original point I can't even remember to give these commercials credit they are talking exclusively about the product they're selling yeah I mean that gets into and we talked about this forever ago on our show I mean it's like well how do you how would you sell toilet paper Nick like I mean it is a product that is it's for a gross thing it's sold for a it is for a gross thing, but even if you cut to the end of this commercial, he's later waving his bare ass, pun intended, on everybody's head. <laughs> okay. That was some high fives Let's in that, that ad room that day. Its washcloth-like texture helps clean better. It's four times stronger, and you can use less. Beautiful view. Thanks to Charmin. Oh, yeah. Honey bear. Oh, we all go. Uh, yeah, at the end, he they're, they're all at the, the beach. beach, and he's, he's naked. Uh-huh. And yeah, he just he waves his ass at the camera. publicly. Yeah, I mean, just raise so, the question: It's like some of them are wearing clothes and some of them are not. So I also don't know how that whole thing works. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I just don't like them. But I feel like what I don't get is how this has been successful and how they haven't shaken it up at all. Okay, here's I want this to be a new segment of the show because I think we've done this with actually with Aaron uh, before. The segment is called Nick Sell Me Toilet Paper. How do you do it? What does your toilet paper ad look like? Uh, on the spot, guys. On the spot. I, I, We're going to make all our guests do this. <laughs> this is awful. No, it's great. I mean, the future guests will give them a heads up in <laughs> advance so they can think about it. Um, I mean, listen. I would just approach it differently. I would still get out all the stuff about, mm-hmm. you know. Because another one of the, their big sellers in a previous one I saw with the same bears was Grandma was... In the bathroom with her granddaughter, raising questions on its own. Mm-hmm. And her granddaughter is telling her, hey, you don't have to wad this up. We got the moisture pouches. And so it's about cutting down and using less. Mm-hmm. Which, again, yes, if you're buying toilet paper, maybe you are looking for those things. I steal mine from work, so I don't ever think about this. <laughs> <laughs> Can that uh, be enough? Segment is now, Nick, you'll <laughs> yeah. need some toilet paper. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what I think it is? Charmin. <laughs> It's working. Never mind. I've we're, come around. On we're a quilted northern family. All right. Uh, Vee, do you want to take what, what's one of yours? Uh, let's talk about Bailey's Nutcracker Ballet because I, I just discovered this uh, in the preparation for this show and it is blowing my mind. I do not understand it. I get it. I mean, I get it that it's like a cool little movie and I'm, I'm, we're not going to play the whole thing. It's it's uh, two minutes long. I don't I don't know how this was distributed or and I, or if there was a shorter version that ever aired on television, but there's no words in it anyway, so so it doesn't matter. I don't think I've ever seen it. Me neither. Um, I'll just tell you the story, and if you want to hit play on it uh, so you guys can kind of see it, the music will just play. It's the, it's the one of the, that's the Nutcracker suite. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the, basically the story is these three ballerinas, beautiful young women in like ballet costumes, are walking through snowy woods. They arrive at a party where everyone's ballet dancers. And they kind of take off their jackets and they are they're served a cocktail, like a, a cocktail in a martini glass. But then quickly they put their cocktails down and the main one, the sort of ingenue of the three, sees another dancer, like a male dancer. He's in a red jacket and they start a romantic pas de deux. And then... Oh, well, somebody's classing it up after all the bare ass talk. But then, oh no, standing up on the balcony is an evil dancer. And he's just sort of like a ballet version of like a motorcycle gang guy. He's, he's shirtless with a leather jacket. He's still right? with a leather vest. Or leather vest. And yeah. he like vaults out over the railing and starts fighting with the with the guy that she wants to dance with, trying to steal her away, even though we have no notion of why any of this is happening or what any of these relationships are. And then it becomes this big dance fight where eventually the female ballerina kicks her leg up and like knocks out the bad guy, the the mean guy. Mm-hmm. And then she just like goes back to partying with her girls, and the slogan is like "Drink Bailey's and have time with your girlfriends this winter." What? Nothing what? about that <laughs> says Bailey's. Says party with your lady friends. Who's this biker dancer guy? It says spend time with the girls this, this Christmas. Yes, and with and get and so the only reference to Bailey's in the whole thing is they briefly show them taking a martini glass full of a white liquid, which I guess is Bailey's. Uh huh. Uh, but again, what is happening here? I mean, it's kind of cool to look at, so I'm not super mad at it as a little it's movie. Like Baz Lermany. It's yeah. very Baz Lermany. It feels a lot like sort of Romeo plus Juliet. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of too. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I almost wonder if Baz Lerman might have directed that. Uh, choreographer Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin Millipede. He is um, the guy who direct who did all the dancing. F- or, you know, choreography for uh, Black Swan. He's oh, Natalie Portman's husband. This is what they did. They and got baby daddy. They got the name, then they built the commercial around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's how that happened. But you're right. I, I don't get that either. I don't either. But now that uh, you've pointed out who it is, that makes a hell of a lot more sense. I didn't I get Black Swan. I don't think it's a bad idea, though. No. Because you can't just, you're not, you don't show credits on TV. We saw that because we were looking at it online. Right. Like, exactly. Again, not to keep on relying on this, but I'm sure you get a name like that, then you get written up in mm-hmm. ad age, you get written up in, in hopefully maybe even more mainstream I think it's a, it's a prestige project. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think I even saw when I was looking for this one. That they have like a the making of this commercial movie, which oh, is you know, clearly they're yeah. trying to like really class it up. But I'd watch a making of for that Charmin's one <laughs> <laughs> to be a fly on the wall in that writer's room. Do you remember when they swapped out the sister though in those Charmin ads? <laughs> that was a huge. It was like Roseanne. It was a huge, yeah. very huge controversial. Skit. Very, very controversial. All right, let's talk John Deere. Let's talk about John Deere. This ad drives me nuts. Although this is another one where I have a little bit more context now, and it makes a little bit more sense. I'm yeah, starting maybe to we're maybe just get it. Rush to judgment on all these. Commercials. Yeah, maybe maybe we should call it. Yeah, fools rush to judgment. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that I want to give the commercials credit if it's like it takes you doing some sort of background research. And <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thinking about it super hard to get the joke. Yes, I agree. So this one is a John Deere ad, as you said, Veeves. Um, Starring oddly, or at least with a cameo from uh, Dolph Lundgren. No way. Yes. And I've definitely not seen it's this. It's basically a bunch of people mowing their lawn. 
and saying things like, it's not how fast you mow, it's how well you mow fast. And then it's intercut with scenes from movies. Like, there's a a woman in an embrace with a man in a, in, in a romantic, rainy scene, and she looks into his eyes and says, it's not how fast you mow, it's how well you mow fast. And it just all comes out of the blue. I've never heard anybody talking about how fast they exactly. can mow. Exactly. That's just, not a thing. I, I keep on watching it. It's like, and then you see Dolph Run, Run, Lundgren zipping by on a, on a, a lawnmower. He's mowing along. He's like, it's not how fast you mow. It's how well you mow fast. And they keep saying it over and over. And I just think it's the stupidest fucking catchphrase because I never hear people talking about mowing fast. Here, I'm going to hit play on this. It's how well you mow fast. It's not how fast you mow. It's how well you mow fast. It's not how fast you mow. It's how well you mow fast. It's not how fast you mow. It's how well you mow fast. They're not just words to mow by. They're words to live by. No, they're not. They're not words to mow by or live by. You made it up. You're making making stuff up. They've said it eight times. I don't even know what they're trying to tell us. That you 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 can mow faster and just as efficiently... Which I guess makes sense. I mean, that is a selling point, I guess. If you have a lot of, you know, I grew up with way yeah, too much land. I, I spent clear, way too much time mowing we are the not, lawn. But. We're not new to lawn mowing. I grew up with like weekends in the summer meant lawn mowing. You always had to mow your lawn. You mowed our lawn at the house, at our at our house that we used to mm-hmm. own. Um, we still own That it. we still own, the house we used to live in. Like, we're not... I'm not bragging. <laughs> I'm just reminding you that we yeah. need to sell that house. Uh, we are, you know, we're not inexperienced with lawn mowing as sort of a a problem or a chore to do but i have never in all of those years it's not like a it's not like a maybe maybe there i mean i can see the advantage of wanting to mow a, a lawn faster but this isn't something that like suburbanites are just like constantly talking about they don't set up the problem yeah that's the thing this commercial just jumps in with a bunch of randos and in sometimes in movie scenes yeah like the first time you see Dolph Lundgren he's like in an action scene he's screaming and then at the end he zips by in the in the in the tractor now here's this is gonna add a little bit more context I found another one actually you found this Veeves and I'm assuming that maybe this commercial aired first or didn't get as much airing because it doesn't have a big celeb. Oh, so you jumped me right into the sequel. But it begins, yes, maybe, or they made a prequel because this commercial begins <laughs> at the John Deere like um, sales place store. Store? John Deere store? Yeah. Yeah. Dealership. Dealership. That's the word I'm looking for. And you see the salesman talking to a guy who's kind of looking at a John Deere and he doesn't know whether or not to buy. And I feel like in this one, at least they take one second, literally one second, to set up the problem. How fast is it? Plenty fast, but it's not how fast you mow, it's how well you mow fast. Ah, so in this commercial, the guy who's interested in buying a mower has the question, how fast is it? And at least, I still don't think it's great, but at least this ad sets up the issue, and now you have a montage of people. It's not how fast you mow, it's how well you mow fast. It's not how fast you mow, it's It's how how well you mow fast. fast. It's not how fast you mow, it's how well you mow fast! Son... It's not how fast you mow. It's how well you mow fast. So in this particular one, you see like newscasters saying it. You see a coach saying it to his football team. You see a a father saying it to his son. Yeah, they take it out of all of these lawn mowing contexts and put it in these other like contexts where people would be saying 
uh, either like pep talks or right. other sort of moments for big speeches. And I think that's why in the sequel that we originally looked at, it's taking place in like a romantic. It looks like The Notebook, basically, is right. the movie that yeah. they're watching. Like a romantic. That yeah. first one, though, severely lacking a washed up Hollywood cameo. <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah. And I think that what happened is they get Dolph. And if you got the Dolph, you're going to use the Dolph. Right. So that one's in major rotation, but they don't set up the... That's an expression, by the way. I want to make a whole montage of people saying, if you have the Dolph, you use the Dolph. <laughs> Whatever they paid for Dolph Lundgren, it was too much. It does. It adds nothing to the to the marketing campaign. Maybe it was free. Yeah. I, I guess if say, you got I a think, free Dolph. I think you, if you get a free Dolph. Uh, okay, so that one has been driving me crazy. What else stands out here? Uh, Nick, you brought a bunch to the ball today. How yeah. about this Milky Way one? Yeah, this one infuriates me. You'll know why immediately. You've probably seen it. Oh, yes. I just called it up here. This one is called Sorry About Your Tattoo. And this is part of a campaign mm -hmm. where apparently people are eating Milky Ways and the Milky Ways are turning them into assholes. Yes, and making them terrible to at their jobs. And that's supposed to make me want to eat a Milky Way. The so whole that I attitude, right? Yeah. In this particular one, I'm going to have to go from memory here and then we'll watch it, but... There's somebody in a tattoo chair, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And the tattoo artist is eating a Milky Way, and the artist totally Fs up the tattoo and then just says, oh, sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. Yes. And this, right? Is this that one, it? Yeah, this one is actually kind of a montage of things like that, of people just completely screwing up their oh. jobs, but it finishes with the woman. She tattoos on the kind of biker-looking guy, no regrets instead oh. of no regrets. Which is already stealing. And that's Which also is, the stealing. I know, that's already a, plate, a thing. That's a played-out thing. All right, so let's take a listen. Sorry. Sorry. Red Gertz. Sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. Ugh, her tone. I know. That's the tone of their... And then cut to a shot of... Like, they're so proud of this tagline that it's up on the screen. Sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. That guy crashed a ship. They're stranded. Yeah. They're, yeah. And another person was like, there uh, were a couple of moving guys, and the one guy was trapped underneath a couch at the bottom of the stairs. Because the other guy's like, literally trying to eat his Milky Way while he's moving a sofa. Right. Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? The whole approach is, hey, I can be a dumbass fuck. I yeah, I can, like, you love swearing, so I love watching you swear. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know why you would want your brand associated with being a jerk. It is baffling to me, and I agree with you, Nick. I don't, I don't even, get, I mean, there are, we've talked about this before, where they, where commercials or marketers make, do a campaign where it seems like the protagonist or the proxy for the customer is not sympathetic, and we've wondered, like, what's the thinking there? Mm -hmm. This goes beyond that to be so nonsensical. I mean, even just the... I mean, when you just break it down to the basic thing, like, I was eating a candy bar, so I, like, forgot how physics works, or <laughs> right. I forgot how to spell. Like, it does. that's not even... Frankly, Snickers makes the opposite case, and they're both Mars, bar, Mars candy bars, right? They're both Mars products. Oh, yeah, I think so, so yeah. Snickers' case is often based around the idea that like you're not capable enough until you have the Snickers to do whatever it is you're doing, or you're mm -hmm. you're not you when you're when until you've had your Snickers, yeah. or you're not that I get. Whether right. I like it or not, I get it. It makes sense and it like establishes that like, you know, it gives you energy and it's you know, it it, it satisfies you. This is so nonsensical is just the word I keep coming back to and I, I agree with you this I don't get it and I don't know what they what they imagine I think they I really think that somebody saw that meme like bad tattoos 
ironic tattoos, like and no regrets. Built backwards. And worked backwards from it. Regrets. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move on to this on the list, Vives. It says Evian Water Dancing Babies. I don't know anything about this. I do want to start by it's saying that. It's all there in the title, friends. I've never seen this before, but I do want to know whoever posted this to YouTube wants us all to know that they do not own the rights to this commercial. <laughs> I'm going to read to you the description of this ad okay. as it is on YouTube. In all caps, it starts with two exclamation points. All rights go to Evian. Am I saying it right? Avion. Uh, Avion. All rights go to Avion. We are not the owner of this content. Two exclamation points. Only uploaded. Two exclamation points. All rights go to Evion. Two exclamation points. We are not the owner of this content. And it goes on like that for about 20 more times. Only uploaded. All right. Like, what? what is being a... I don't get Guess this. What? Evian wants more and more eyes on this commercial. Yeah, they're I happy think for you to post it. I think you're cool, yeah. dude. Uh, okay. You're not trying to make money off of it. I think you're cool. XX Lux it does Gamer have four XX. Who's the poster? Million views, though. Holy crap. 4.3 million All right. Well, views. I've wasted enough time. Tell me about this damn commercial that has 4.3 million views. Okay. So it's all music, so it doesn't, it won't help to play it for the audience. But a man is walking by, an adult man is walking by, uh, uh, in a, he's walking through a city. He walks by a glass window with a, and sees his reflection, or he walks by a bus and sees his reflection and sees that suddenly he's a baby in his reflection. Hmm. We see him still as a human, but we also see his reflection but we where see he's the, a baby. We see the baby in the mirror in this glassy window. Now they play this shitty cover of uh, this I song. need Kamosi. Yeah. Uh, now another woman walks up. She's an adult woman, but when she sees herself in the mirror, she's also a baby. Now they're more, dancing, though. More and more people are walking up, and they're, and they're all babies, and they're dressed like they are as adults, but as tiny, like, toddlers. Now they're all just standing in front of this mirror, dancing, and enjoying them. They're the visage of themselves as tiny babies and dancing. Okay, it's and that's cute. it. Huh? I mean, it's definitely kind of cute. I mean, I think I understand why this has 4.3 million views. Yeah, it's, it's fun a, to watch. It's just a very virally thing. And of course, the dancing baby was a meme from way, way, way back, that. right? Yeah. So I feel like this is a play off of that. I guess this is one of those, oh, at the very end, a woman walks up with a dog, and the dog's a puppy in the mirror. Yeah. I like this ad. <laughs> oh, what, what, do you, what, what, makes you, what does it make you want to do? Drink water? Really? Because all those guys have been dancing yeah. and they're dried out. No, you're right. It doesn't really connect to the product, but I do like it. it. Just, at the end have of you it, seen that before? No, I, I mean, I found it for this. Okay, um, it's not something that's like kind of popped up. Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's pretty long. It's over a minute long. And I, I don't know if it's the kind of thing that's aired on television, uh, although it certainly could have. Uh, I think it's a couple years old. Um, I think it's just, to me, I, what I'm sort of taking issue with and what I really kind of feel is true about this ad and the other one we talked about the nutcracker uh bailey's one is that i think some of these ad makers get an idea and i also think no the milky way is sort of the same thing where they get this idea for an ad and then they work backward to try to find a a, a way yeah. to tie the product to it and i just don't think that's effective advertising like i i think it's effective viral video making mm -hmm. but uh, six months from now, I'm not going to remember that that's Avion. Yeah, no, that's something we talk about a lot. And I just think that some companies do it in a way where they own it and then it becomes just kind of brand reinforcement. Yeah. And sometimes it just seems bizarre. And like the PB Bytes seems bizarre for no reason. Right. Of the Skittles, it seems like brand reinforcement because they seem to own that territory. And I just like, I, I'm just and they like, almost this is all always, like just me. To Skittles credit, 
they almost always have the Skittles somewhere very prominent in mm-hmm. yeah, the story. Yeah. So like Skittles pox, you can find it gross, and many people do, but I defy you. I could draw you a picture right. of that scene because they had the, like the two kids, they're sort of weird looking kids, and they've got the Skittles all over their faces, and it's just really viscerally connects you to the product, whether it's, whether it's in a way that you find you know, appealing or not, I think it's just a matter of taste. Okay, now, what else is on the list here? Uh, did I... Oh, well, mm, I'm not going to play the audio for this one. Sorry about that noise I made. <laughs> I thought uh, that was the audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about Tumgis on last week's show. Are you familiar with Tumgis? I am not. Oh, then maybe I He's should play this for you. He's a six-foot-seven creature made of snacks who advertises... For AMPM mini marts. Now that oh. you see it on the screen there, that doesn't look familiar to you. Tombgis. No, and I go to AMPM frequently. Well, he doesn't actually hang out at yeah. AMPM. He's yeah. not real. He's in oh, commercials. Okay, okay. For I'm just AMPM. basing this on the still fragments. <laughs> Oh God! If they actually put real Tumgises in yeah. AMPM, you remember like A and W Family Restaurant used to have the bear right. on a nice day to be waving from the. No, I didn't lot. know that. Yeah, Tumgis needs to get that. Would be pretty cool, or if just like Tumgis might may or may not be in any AMPM at yeah. any moment. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so Tumgis stands for, as we learned last week, too much good stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which is their catchphrase has been for a long time. And Tumgis just he's made up. You can see he's made of hot dogs and candy, and his <laughs> hair is made up of. Uh, red, uh, vines. Uh, red vines and he's just kind of this he looks delicious yeah he's like kind of this delicious grotesque creature um who by the way is also really good with the ladies like ladies are always kind of like hitting on him really um, yes and it's it's interesting in some of these commercials they leave the man that they walked in the a.m. <laughs> to embrace Tumgus. uh it's an ad campaign that i actually like a lot except for this one this one drives me crazy and I'm trying to think if I just think it's bad or if I don't get the joke. And maybe maybe this belongs <laughs> in a different show. But you have Tumgus at the soda counter, at the like the self-serve uh-huh. soda machine. And the Thirst Oasis, they call that. Is that what they AMP, call it? Thank you. Yeah. Well, it literally says Thirst Oasis. Oh, yeah, there. there it is. Oh, yeah, there it is. Huh. I'm still working. I'm You're a real AMPM expert. You really I, are, yeah. I'm a big fountain soda guy. Yeah. And you, they they have the best options. They have the cherry syrup you can just pop in yourself. Ooh. No matter so what, what it is. So what do you do? Do you like make this what we used to call suicides where you would like do no, a no. bunch of different flavors? We call them graveyards. Yeah. Both, both very morbid. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> no, I was never into that. Stu- I mean, I could get, We called it SARS. <laughs> I used to do a root beer and a slice with a little bit of slice. That's yeah. good. But mixing them all, you're just asking for trouble. Uh, no, I, I like uh, the heavy foundation of root beer and orange, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of Coke. You, you guys are big on the root beer plus citrus. It's a weird combination to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, and, okay anyway. soda? I think that used to t- kind of taste like root beer with orange, and that's where I got the uh, Oh, really? Uh, oh, I don't think I've ever had okay soda. Anyway, back to this commercial. Um, Tumgus is at the uh, Thirst Oasis along with just a n- normal guy customer. And I guess they're kind of in like almost an old west showdown okay. sort of thing. Where it's sort of a it's sort of a one upsmanship. There's a there's an element of brinksmanship. Yeah, the, it reminds me of um, the Muppets used to, like way back in the '80s. They had a bit where they had on a famous drummer, and he would do a couple of he would, he would drum something out, and then Animal, the Muppet who uh-huh. also plays the drum, would have to match it and then one up them on it, you know. And then they'd go back and forth. They're like dueling banjos or uh-huh. anything like that. So this is the dueling banjos of the Thirst Oasis. <laughs> God, I hope that's the name of this commercial. <laughs> and so they're if both, not, we could name the podcast. That. <laughs> they're Please. both like 
uh, clicking and, and, and filling up their cups. And then at the very end, the man, for no discernible reason, just takes his cup. And like this is his kind of power move. He takes his cup of soda that he just made, opens up his pants, and just pours it down his pants. His own pants? His own pants. Just watch this. Okay. So they're, they're pouring soda. Ah! Tungus don't wear pants! 25 Cent Freeze Friday is back. No, so at the no, end, first of all, no, no, quick no. note, I did love your audible reaction the first time you saw Tungus in action. <laughs> well, I saw his freeze frame, but to, yeah, to <laughs> see him That was satisfying uh-huh. to me. I like that. Like, there's something about a Tungus. Is there not? I do like him. There's, some, there's something about a Tungus. <laughs> there's something about a Tungus. <laughs> just something about a Tungus. But I don't understand. Okay, even if you're going to go with them and have this whole, like, uh, you know, dueling sodas or whatever... I think the premise of that is kind of stupid anyway. But then at the end, why? what in the world would compel this man to pour the soda down his pants and think that that's the winning move? Yeah, it seems like... Yeah. No, it, there's no logic. There's no logic. I guess the payoff is him saying, I don't even wear pants. But Yeah, but... 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 Yeah. Yeah. And also... And do we ever get to see below? Yeah, you can see what he's made of. He's all made of snacks. Here's another freeze frame for you. You can see his knees are made of um, cinnamon rolls. I'm going to say something a little <laughs> bit gross here, too. But if you consider Tumgis's makeup, I don't think Tumgis is drinking soda. I think Tumgis is pissing soda, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Like, really, like, he's probably got soda inside of him at all times. I just yeah, think, I don't imagine. Let's not delve too deep into the biology of Tumgus. Because <laughs> okay. I think it ends in a bad place. <laughs> All right. Fine. Uh, we just want to have some fun. Uh, is there anything else on this list that we haven't gotten to that you guys feel like we definitely should? That's I think good. Tumgus takes the cake. Yeah. Tumgus takes the cake. We have like seven. Tumgus 17- is the cake. <laughs> 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 All right, then let's check in with the ad council. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, Bates, what echoes of our minds have we been receiving in the mailbag? Well, I wanted to uh, start with a piece of, uh, of comment from listener Matt. Uh, last week we were talking about, uh, we did we do Nick, occasionally uh, the Spokes Critter versus Spokes Critter, like who would win in a fight. Uh-huh. And we had, um, actually, I think it was Tungus fighting Grimace. Oh, he wins. I don't care. Yeah, oh, I know. Grimace? Maybe yeah. not. Well, no, we decided he was the winner. We gave it to Tungus. We gave it to okay. Tungus. But, but we were explaining who Grimace is, which Grimace has been retired from the McDonald's yeah. uh, for quite a few years. They really moved away from like all the McDonald's land characters, uh, with the exception of Ronald. Um and then they brought back Hamburglar as that sexy dude. Remember they tried that oh, last year? God. Oh my God, I forgot. Because I think they knew that was going to be an abortion of an idea, but they yeah. pushed it through because they knew people it would be good. outraged and yes. then we would talk about it on talk radio. And we did, and then forgot right. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so we were. I was saying, like, I wonder for, for young kids if Grimace is even a, a current thing that they're aware of. And listener Matt writes in, Okay, I looked up an old McDonald's commercial to show my daughter how I thought Grimace was sort of like Patrick of SpongeBob fame. And I can see mm, that. Patrick's yeah. kind of like a Grimace-shaped mm-hmm. pinkish thing, right? Kind of a doofus, right? And kind of a doofus. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, yeah. Grimace is touched, by the way. <laughs> like, we were watching some old commercials last week. Yeah. I think, I, I think honestly, they couldn't get away with having him be quite so duh, you yeah. know, in, in, in yeah. the current climate. In this climate. day and age, yeah. yeah. Feels a little tired. Um 
Hey, so this is what Matt came across. I came across this bad trip. So do you want to give this one a play? This is oh, a, okay. This is an old uh, 1984 McDonald's commercial. It involves Grimace, Ronald McDonald, and the Hamburglar. And in this, uh, the Hamburglar in- imagines getting the Midas touch, only everything he touches turns to hamburgers. Ooh. Ronald McDonald and friends in a hamburger. Nick and I had the same exact reaction to that. For, for a second, we were both like, oh, what would I that do was, with that power? That was like the most Homer Simpson that you've ever been. There's a new Mexico. <laughs> Ronald McDonald and friends in the Hamburglar Touch. Ronald Cheeseburgers! That Hamburglar wishes everything he touches would turn to McDonald's cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers? Touch. Cheeseburger. Touch. Ronald McCheeseburger. Okay, can I just say, so the the Hamburglar is now going around touching flowers, touching trees, touching all kinds of things, and they're turning into burgers. Now, it looks like he's about to approach Ronald McDonald No, he himself. wants to touch Grimace. And oh, you can see he's got a thought bubble. In case it wasn't obvious enough, <laughs> oh. they draw a thought bubble above the Hamburglar's head of Grimace purple legs with a giant cheeseburger sitting on top oh, of it. Oh, okay. uh-huh. Clearly it wasn't clear I guess, for me. There you go. Touch. Ronald McCheeseburger. Don't touch Grimace. Oh, boy. Oh. Touch my face. Oh, so then he thinks for a second, and the Hamburglar touches his own face. Yeah. And, and then it's face... a nightmare. Yeah. It's a Lynchian nightmare. It's a Lynchian nightmare. <laughs> and then his face becomes a hamburger, and but... then he's freaking out, but then we realize the whole thing was a dream. Good time for the great you haven't touched your cheeseburger. <laughs> so the whole thing was, was just a dream that he was having. Yeah. But then in the real world, he has a whole plate of hamburgers in front of him. There are like 17 hamburgers. Yeah. Matt, I just want to say you're right. That is a bad trip. But can I just tell you, I mean, that's... No. You know what, Matt? You're wrong. That's a good trip. You know why? Because it is trippy. Yeah, suck it, Matt. But it's coherent. You and I, as you can tell, I do not edit this podcast much at all. But last week, we actually cut out content because I was like, oh, uh, uh, YouTube suggests another one of these Grimace ads. Let's watch it. And it was... I I don't have words! It was off the rails. It involved adult actors in costumes in baby buggies that were the size of cars racing around roads chasing each other. And it was supposed to be the origin story of when Ronald McDonald first met Grimace, and they have this whole flashback scene, and basically Grimace, a full-size Grimace in a giant buggy, is somehow like he loses control and is screaming down the hill, (laughs) and so then Ronald McDonald tries to save him in his own buggy. These McDonaldland ads, and I said this last week, but they got so Baroque. They were like, they lost the plot in terms of what they were even selling, I feel like. It just became this almost like um, what what was the HR uh, Puffin stuff? I'm all, that, I was gonna say. Yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like yeah, an extension of that real trippy drug, yeah, drug induced um, uh, kind of cultural phenomenon of the late seven or of, I guess the early seventies, right? And that one we watched was from 1984. I yeah. was four when that came out. It probably terrified me. <laughs> I blocked it. That's why I didn't jog any memories. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, I would recommend if somebody just if you're feeling a little bored and you're like, I've watched everything on YouTube, just look up some old Grimace ads. <laughs> like honestly, I'm yeah. not, you know, it's not going to calm you just down, like, but it's definitely going to grab your attention. Drop some acid and look up some old Grimace. <laughs> right? Ads. Yeah. All right. Our last one here. Last one here. This is from listener Chris, and I thought so. We are recording on Mother's Day, although of course by the time this comes out, uh, it'll be it'll be over. But this was kind of getting some press. It was getting a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of buzz, and I kind of like it. It's for craft, and it's called Swear Like a Mother. <laughs> and there's just a, a woman talking directly to the camera. I haven't seen this yet. Is this basically the whole thing? She's going to be you, addressing she'll, us directly? She'll address it. She'll, okay. she'll explain A recent study there. by Kraft Mac and Cheese revealed that 74% of moms say they've sworn in front of their kids. Calm down. I'm here to help you avoid some of these not-so-perfect parenting situations. Get off your monkey-flunking tablet! Flippin' goof nuggets! Son of a motherless goat! Go to swearlikeamother.com That's kind of good, a good tie-in, get people to go to the website. Yeah, and the woman who's speaking is a, she's an author named Melissa Moore, and she wrote a book called Holy Shit. Oh, really? um, That was, I think, about swearing in modern life. Oh. So I just thought, you know, I, I think... It's nice to see mothers treated like people and not like saints, uh, you know, precious saints on a pedestal. Right. So I'm, I kind of just thought Kraft did a nice in job with Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. A staple of kids' meals. Yeah. Kraft has really, I think, they're trying, much like Campbell's, and in fact, I wonder if they're owned by the same parent company. They're trying to take their brand, I think, towards kind of a real life, like, you know, this is just practical food for families, you know, taking like, buffing some of the shine off of it and mm-hmm. making it more like, you know, just really practical and trying to make their brand fit in with that. Um, and I think they've been doing a, a nice job with that. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Thanks for joining us, Nick. That yeah, was thank, fun. Thank, thank you, you so much. And thanks for um, for kicking this off, albeit with a commercial that you later got the joke of. <laughs> right. I think yeah. it was it was really fun to think through like what's just not working. Yeah. Um, so Nick, we mentioned that you are a co-host of the Grapes of Rad podcast. Yes, with Genevieve, of course. With Genevieve is also one of you people. That's uh-huh. right. And Aaron Mason, I'm the third grape. Um, actually, technically, Nick is the third grape. I thought we talked about that. No, now. I graduated to second banana. We know this. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you think people should know about you, or places that they should find you on the internet? Where can they find you on social media? Uh, at ours at your boy on Twitter and Instagram. And mm-hmm. I want to endorse Nick for Twitter because he gives good Twitter. You get hey, great Twitter. And also, I think you have the best Twitter handle out there. Yeah. Allers at your boy. I'll take credit for that. That was not mine. but uh. <laughs> It wasn't really? <laughs> um, and I write for a movie uh, site called MacGuffin. Oh, M-A-C-G-U-F-F dot I-N. By the time this comes out, I believe I'll have seen and reviewed Baywatch. Oh, so nice. God. Nick's reviews of bad movies are I, the best. Yeah. I mean, they're easier to write. Well, sure. they're fun to read. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm holding out some small hope for Baywatch. It could go either really? way. Really? Yeah. Uh, mm, 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 all right. All right. <laughs> I, okay, real quick on that. I Don't you sort of feel like um, uh, 21 Jump Street came out with this thing? It's like, okay, we're going to make parodies of things that were kind of serious in the mm-hmm. day. And now everybody's... It just seems like everybody's yeah. doing it. And you're how not are they going to? How are they going to? How is this going to be an improvement on Twenty One Jump Street, which itself is an imperfect 
Well, yeah, they went the other way with that. They're like, we're just going to make it entire. I think it works for those movies. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Chips came and went with yeah. no fanfare Oh, that's this right. Year. Chips. Yeah, they keep yeah. trying. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a failure, and then my interview will be, <laughs> or my uh, review will yeah. be twice as entertaining. All right. Well, uh, hopefully we can get you back on the show Yeah, uh, of course. Soon. Thanks so much. In the meantime, everybody else can email us at after these messages show at gmail.com. Uh, we have a voicemail number. 607-444-5597. And don't forget to join the Facebook group where uh, basically we're stealing all of our content from these days. Yeah. Keep it up, guys. Thanks. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Rest in peace. Della Reese's nieces. Rest with me. Next to me is a table with empties. Don't tempt me. I burn hemp leaves. More style than 10 Fonzie.